0: This message is brought to you by The Covenant nation. Everyone, good morning. I'm first lady, good morning again. You know, Um, this is home for me. If I don't have assignments carrying me around, this will be my church in Lagos that is the truth is an absolute truth god has enabled you to build an oasis i have my own revelation of what you're doing both you and what you're doing and that's why i'm heavily committed no matter how tight whatever is if you call me i'm coming i don't care what is going on because (laughs) you may be seated please All of us in Nigeria owe you tremendous uh, gratitude for what you are doing for our country as well as what you are doing for the body of Christ. I want to contribute small because this church growth stuff, if you don't get it, is one of the things that frustrates pastors. Ah i have traveled to korea south korea how many times yongi cho's conference then one of yongi cho's sons started another movement called the g12 movement he's from bagota Colombia, uh, Cesar castellanos in those days he wasn't speaking english but i will be in those conferences some of the largest churches in the world where they just grow you come into it people and i was wondering what is this i pursued it everywhere then finally to see that god is doing something mind-boggling here in nigeria and um, yes when i decided to study after doing some studies on redeem and brought some of their top leaders who were behind it, to come and train our people, then it was time to go and study winners. <clears throat> and I'll take some of our leaders. I was living in VGC. In those days, I, I lived in Lagos for seven years. Um, we would leave 3am in the morning because um, there were vis- we made some visits. I had the opportunity to meet uh, Bishop Oyedepo a couple of times. But um, maybe I should say this. No matter how busy any minister is, no matter how, if you want to gain access, honor is the key. I don't care if you're one small unknown place. Don't come and be complaining. They don't want to allow us to be. They don't want to show... Honor is the key. But I've also learned after meeting some of the top men that are doing wonders that sometimes it's not really from them that you will get what you're looking for. Go to their men that are doing the work. Go to the men that are managing the the behind-the-scenes operation and honor them, respect them, Treat them nice. Don't come and greet the the number one person. treat, And when you go behind, you talk to the other ones anyhow because you are some big guy. I have a culture. I address my drivers, my cooks as sir. That's what I do. Everybody. Everybody around me. Everybody around me. Our pastors, if you see me ever talking, you always see that word, sir. okay, that will help you. So we've done those initial visits and I'll try to go see uh, uh, Bishop of Yodopo and all that. That's not where... He will show a lot of good, great wisdom which are functional, which are useful. But then I understood that we needed to come and study the system. So we'll leave by 3 a.m. because we have to beat all the traffic we are driving to Goon State. And when we get there, will probably get there around five, five something. You find out that different departments are already present for a service that is going to be starting by six. You will meet the ushers. so And I have our people broken into groups. They are studying different things. I don't go to international conferences alone. Usually I take like 12 people. Because there are different things. When they break out, there are different things they must study. And when we come back, you're going to give reports. So that we can all... Because I can't be in the finance uh, breakout and be in the church group breakout or be in the church government or in the church management. So that's how we do it. Next time we come, we, we change. Then you that have gone here, you go here and so on and so forth. Okay. After all these years of studying... Traveling, studying, and reading. all Of course, one of the richest parts of my library is on church growth. Learning both works and some of the things that don't work. Everything in books don't work. Read, study the men that have done it. You gain wisdom that work. I summarize church growth into three comments. I'm not going to quote too many scriptures. I'm just going to share a few nuggets with you. Pastor suppose you will do it I have just been enriched if this is all I came for I wish I could sit and get all the other sessions but I, I know what to do I follow them online I'm traveling out of the country actually I'm a missionary when the weather changes I come back to I don't like cold yes that's what I do once the weather start getting bright whew. um Three, I've summarized everything I've learned from everywhere into three. Um, Meanwhile, I think in terms of Trinity. So probably that's part of what makes me think like this. Yeah. The first element is content. That's what he was talking about. The quality of services you're delivering to the people. The quality of value you're giving to the people that come to your church. So I've given you three C's now. The second is container. The structure you have developed to deliver those services. So a church does not just grow spiritually and in content and the ability to impact. You have to also create, develop, grow in structure to be able to keep delivering those results. You know, it's amazing now today, for example now, uh, we just had a conference in Easter. I now attend these things like a visitor, like a guest speaker. From planning to, I only get involved in providing the direction, the direction that God is giving for. That's all because of structures on the ground they deliver we had a crusade in surrey last year i was in harvard i got into nigeria two days to the crusade and then flew into lagos and just walked in like a visit like i was an invited guest because of structures on the ground develop you now bring whatever it is they deliver it and i'm going to try to look at some of these things just give you some information on all of them the third is the customers and i'm talking about people people development and it's not just about developing your leaders developing the, the the leaders that get carry out those those services that also drive the structures because i don't care what structure you have developed for example you have a vehicle it's a driver that demands it so training your people developing your people but the other aspect of the customer is now reaching the public how they deal with people that you're supposed to reach okay um i will touch something about content okay before i do that before i do that let me say this church growth has five dimension and looking at what you have done, you see all the five dimensions. There are five dimensions to church growth. The first is spiritual growth. That's what he's talking about. Quality, impact on the lives of people. The second, and I'm deliberate about the order that I'm using. Yeah. The second is numerical growth. Numerical growth will come out of impact. So you see, if there is church health, it will create church growth in terms of number. The third is organizational growth. This is where the issue of your structures come in. So, okay, I'll say something about that organizational growth. Um... There was a revival in East Africa, Uganda, Rwanda, Kenya. And most of the people who were at the forefront of this revival were Anglicans. Something happened out of prayer meeting, a move of God broke out, miracles followed it, a lot of other things. And uh, when the revival ended, it shook the whole of that region. When it ended, the people came to now do an assessment of what happened. They found that that the Catholic Church that just came in newly has multiplied and they've dominated everywhere. The Anglican Church that hosted the revival did not grow. Yet, there was outpouring of the Holy Spirit. There was a lot of move of God, and there was a lot of multitudes that came as a result of that. What happened? The Catholic Church did not have the revival. What they did is, while these ones were enjoying the move of God, content, the Catholic Church were busy planting structures or structures around them. They built the schools. I'm talking about organizational growth now. So that when you finish, your children will attend our school. They planted churches. They built foundations. They have all kinds of foundations. Of course, One of the things we do in our leadership program, every time we run a program, there's always a Catholic priest to come and train our leaders. Yes, they don't have content, but they have container. And we bring them to come and run those trainings for us. I have learned so much from that organization. They cleaned up a lot of nonsense on my head. so when the revival is like rainfall rainfall you are the one praying for rain like elijah praying for god to move and after because this prayer the word and miracles and other are part of content these are part of the services and church ministry is service ministry there are a few products, like some of the books and some of the things that we produce, we might produce calendar, but that's not our core business. It's service. So, and now you've delivered the service, but watch. During revival, people will travel miles. You see how they go to Redemption Camp, how they, they go to Canaan Land, so you can build a 100 seater, you can even build 150,000 seater Hundred thousand set of one fifty redeem. You can build a three million. When revival ends, nobody's going to drive all that night to come there. The question will now be: Do you have structures closer to the people delivering the same services? You see where the sales system and some of these group dynamics now coming. When a powerful man. For example you're going to be thinking about what happens when some of these generals go it's like the kind of work i'm doing what happens after dr david and sometimes a david is not replaced by another david is a solomon a moses is not replaced by another moses he's a joshua so what happens he's no more using rod dividing the red sea because what power builds is wisdom that consolidates it. And you are better off if you get both. And so people like me that were born from the word of faith and the power of the Holy Spirit and all of the work of Hagin, after a while, understood that we needed to <laughs> also listening to people like John Maxwell and some of these other guys because yeah 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 okay so you have prayed for rain. rain has fallen you are Elijah you have actually succeeded in igniting revival there's a move of God in your church but then when rain the rainfall ended who is going to be the one having water, selling water that everybody will be coming to? The ones that created containers, wells, tanks that stored water during, during that rainfall. That's what the Catholic Church did. They don't know how to make rain, but they build wells, they build containers, they build, get a lot of buckets and collected the water that the other ones, you see the power of structure. So when revival ended, all the children of the Anglicans are going to them, and I hope you know what happens when you go through a Catholic church. They say, give us any child, just five years, he will become a Catholic for life. For life. It's only the power of the Holy Spirit that breaks, that has to break what they put inside people. It's only a move of God that can break Catholicism, just like Islam. Their discipleship system is second to none. And they start what when you were a baby. So um the Catholic Church was now everywhere, and the Anglicans called him and they were wondering how what happened? they now realize that the hospitals they are going to, they are the ones that are built, the schools that are the ones that are built, and that they have planted churches all over the places. So when people are tired of driving three hours to go to church, they say, make I go for... You know, I have some insights I'm aware this insight from the Holy Spirit that by the end of this decade, most of our fathers, top line fathers, will be in heaven. Yes. Nobody lives forever. There was a decade in America, and it's just recent. Too, they were going. It was like the world was about to end. They were going, they were going. And just like it happened with them, it will happen here. And at the end, God leaves one or two who have contribution to make to the next generation, who still have the grace to mentor, to help them. He leaves such ones a little longer. I'm aware, Pastor Pojo, that the work God has given you to build is going to be a place for people, pastors, leaders, God's children, to come and find fresh water. I know this by revelation is not I'm not the type that I call you every day but because I like to be part of what something that God is building and I don't want to waste my time with something that God is trying to stop I'd rather be part of something that is five years time is going to be than something that is now here when I look tomorrow is gone And I say this with a deep sense of you know, responsibility. All of you who are leaders, who are pastors, who are workers, that are part of this project, please understand the strategic nature of what you're doing. If you also watch, you notice. Okay, I said there are five levels of church growth. I think it's important to mention. First is spiritual growth. Second is numerical growth. Third is organizational growth. If those three are done, the fourth will not be too hard, which is financial growth, financial material. But then there is a fifth dimension. Many churches are not doing it. And you are a model of a church that is doing it, because this is one of the biggest cries of Africa. Our young people, why they are losing hope in, on Christianity and religion. That fifth one is influential growth, influence. That is churches that have social impact. Beyond just impacting people to grow spiritually, God placed the church on the earth for a reason. You can see that this ministry speaks to our national consciousness and the work is shaping the narrative politically, economically, and so on. You see number without social impact is useless. Why should We know that if the righteous is in authority, the people rejoice. And we are 100 million Christians. How come we can't produce a governor? We can't produce local government chairman for where we are. We can't produce and you see the scripture you started with, where you're that we start with reproduction to multiplication to saturation because you say be fruitful, multiply, replenish. Then the final goal is to have dominion. The church is meant to be a rule. And let me say this. The world has seen what society looks like when the bad guys have all the money and the power. The world is yet to see what society will look like when the good guys, when people with compassion, when God's people, when godly people are the ones that have the billions and the political power. You see, here, you are gaining not just church for spiritual development. This is also a school of governance. This is a school of leadership. This is a school of management. This is a school of business and enterprise. This is, this is kingdom. I pity anybody who have the opportunity to be here, who wanders away. And I'm praising this to also let you know what God is expecting of the Nigerian church. Not if a church comes to a community, ah, and that community has no water to drink, why do you think God brought a church? He brought the answer to their prayers. A church comes to a community, there is no school. So we're talking about impact. There are places we have done this and we've collected almost the whole community. You know, we had a church in a particular city and the pastor calls me and he's having a problem. They, they were growing numerically and they were causing a lot of traffic in that place. And that, uh, the people have had about two meetings they were thinking about how to, you know, make trouble with them. And so, I asked him, why haven't you looked at their community problems and you have come to add a new one to them traffic why haven't you studied their different community problems do a study problem analysis and get back to me within seven days he did no water so apart from the few big men who can be buying and all of that i said start with that one drill a borehole and call the community chiefs and call all of them to come and commission it bring the commissioner to come and commission they did then he told me how that the road too is so it's not tired it is so whatever so terrible no gutter no, no. i said tie the road for them because they now have the money now when i said this please don't jump beyond your means we are talking about maybe providing like 5% of your income for, so tie the road bring the governor, bring the community chiefs to come and commission it and they did they brought the governor there ah, the church became community church the half, more than half of the community ended up in church have you seen now if you know what platform has done you know sometimes the people that have it don't know because the sun does not know the impact of his solar system I mean uh, solar energy what he's doing he, he just does his work it's my purpose God created me to be giving out solar energy he does. He does, does he know let him withdraw his ministry for one week all of us will freeze to death And that's why I will be, the, I will stand with, I don't care, because I know that what we are looking at. <laughs> One of the assignments I have is actually, I'm not a big preacher or anything. It's help ministry. Really, if, if God did not, I, I like to be behind and help somebody. That is doing something and when i'm invited in a place that's the position i take i don't come there because i want to share some superlative i'm looking for a way to make sure i strengthen and help when i'm thinking about you guys who are pastors that's all if i can help you solve one or two small problems i'm fine i go home satisfied The children of Israel grew in Egypt numerically and left the aspect of impact. And the last guy that gave them the advantage to grow was their brother, Joseph. It was the certain impact he made in the economy of Egypt that gave him that strategic positioning. He came by interpreting the the problems of Pharaoh, the visions of Pharaoh, and then became a prime minister and solved such a, a big national problem. And that positioned him as a prime minister and that gave the people of God an advantage. Because when it comes to social impact, it is the people we have impacted spiritually who have grown under us that we now deploy to go. I want to say that from now, Covenant Nation is big enough to be producing local government for us in Surrey, uh, our representatives in in this environment to the Lagos State Government, and we should start talking about sending them to Abuja. Because the quality of what you are getting here, the contribution, think about what they will contribute to lawmaking in Nigeria, to policy. development and then from there let's start thinking about those that will become governors and all of that that's why and when you start your work don't worry about power it's not about power it is impact but impact leads to something so this one we're talking about having a whole community saved I came to my traditional, ruler. you know, they say a prophet is not honored in his place. I later found that, that there are some things that can give you honor even in your village. I did a project for my state when crime, criminal activity. So I went to the governor and said, okay, call all the traditional rulers and all the, and he did. And I addressed them. I said, you know the criminals in your, give them to me. Find those boys that are jobless, that are creating problems. Just give them for me for three months. I had had serious discussion with the governor, and I brought him a brilliant idea. I said, when I finish training them, I know what to do to these boys. They will be different. What I wanted to do is provide them capital so that they can start whatever we have trained them to do. And of course, the commissioner for finance was brought in. That one shouted, No, we don't have money and all that. I say, Yes, Your Excellency, I have an idea. Make the money alone. But crush the interest. Let it not be more than 10%. So for whatever service charges, give the money to either commercial banks who want to maximize profit. Use Smaller banks that are community development oriented. And the governor agreed. And he even went further to say he's removing the 10%, that he doesn't want any interest. So we developed the program. When we finished, first stage is personal transformation where we corrected all those values and mindsets that is driving all of this. And remember the bait, if you don't complete the three phases, no money for you. So everybody, we're still at the second level, second stage. The commission of police came to report that crime rate has dropped by 65%. Because these are the people doing it these people are human beings i'm talking about social impact all these gates we are building fences we are building to protect ourselves and all this security that is following us is not going to protect us if we don't start if we don't stop and start impacting because we are sort of the earth and we are light of the world care somebody will say you've gone to that level and you are starting let me now come back and help you with church growth <laughs> because a small church can make such a serious social impact you need money now to do it so if we say five percent that's our own you can't pass five percent we need the money to do other things so five percent the issue is what is the value of your 5%? So you have to grow. Money comes with number. Number comes with spiritual impact. Simple. Impact the people, you will grow. Uh, if you grow, you'll have more resource. Simple. The money is in the fish that you catch. Okay, let's talk about content. When I finish this, we'll have a small I do a short, we'll have a small break and then I'll come and show you something else that if you practice all the churches will explode. So but let's talk about content. I don't want to read the Bible. I don't want to read. I don't want to read for a reason. You know, just want to be practical as well. But if you look at Luke chapter 4, the mission statement of Jesus, and he listed seven things he came to do. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. That's what Pastor Pujo was telling us. The minister has to be yielded so that the power of the Holy Spirit, the direction, direction, leading of the Holy Spirit, can function through him. Because um, I do ministry by the guidance of the Holy Spirit. I also do it by following biblical principles. The beauty of what Hagin did for us is that he didn't just give us the word of faith. He also opened the ministry of the Holy Spirit. That created a balance. So, I do it by divine direction. I also do it by following the biblical principles. Okay. How do you develop a heavily impactful ministry? That people want to become, they are looking for, when when is the door open the next time? Content now, rich in content, and you know the content covers close to seven or more different things. For example, prayer, your worship. You see how not only the excellence of the worship ministry here, but you see that the, the touch, the anointing, because worship, worship must have. When you do it, it must bring, activate the presence of God. There are places where it is entertainment. (laughs) The people you are attracted with entertainment will go with entertainment. I've seen people, they use comedy shows, they use all kinds of things to grow church. You have them for a while. Okay, so includes your worship. Ah, and the heart of the matter, the ministry of the word. Then the understanding how to walk along with the Holy Spirit to have the move of the Holy Spirit in the church, which produces the miracles. Content also includes even some of your training programs. For example, having discipleship program and some of the things you do to the people that have given their life to Christ to process them to move to the next level. Like a training system, content also includes the welfare system and the social ministry of the church first to the members before we start talking about what you do to the society. Okay. You don't just sit down and just come up with this, this, this. We're going to be doing these programs. Because you see, part of your content are your services, your programs that you run. Just see, okay, I hear that they are doing fruit of the womb or fertility, whatever. I hear that some people are doing, you just come up with anything you like. That's not how you do it. It starts with problem analysis and market survey. That Luke chapter 4, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me. In our listed seven human problems, the anointing came upon Jesus to solve. And those seven problems are also the reason the anointing comes upon us. You will see that lostness, sinners, is part of it. They need the gospel to be preached to them you see that sickness is part of the issue listed there you will see that poverty is part of it that's why he said preaching the year of jubilee or the acceptable year of our our god that one is to tackle poverty yes yes because the year of release and the year of jubilee is about economic emancipation yes the first one where he said Preach the gospel to the poor. That is not financial poverty. No, no, that's not the one. I know a lot of preachers turn that one to financial. That's why some translations say preach the gospel to the meek. That one is people that are lost. Sinners. People that are poor in the other dimension, not in cash. Yes. And the application of that is... If you are, when you are training people for evangelism and all that, tell them, if you meet a man who is going to waste 60 minutes arguing with you, leave him. Come back where he is poor in heart, when he is meek. Don't go selling something to somebody that does not need it. Because for that one person that has wasted your 60 minutes of evangelism, there are 100 people that will be willing to receive it. And what they do is when they finish getting frustrated by that, they go home depressed, thinking that it's not working. No, it's marketing. We're marketing the gospel. We're marketing the kingdom. Don't waste time. Because, and then what intercession does is, because if the fruit is not ripe now, it doesn't mean it will not be ripe tomorrow. Intercession is what ripens the fruit. But in evangelism, go and pluck the one that is ripe. If I come and you are so full of yourself, you think you don't need God, no problem. Go pray a little more. One day he might be in hospital. He might be in a state, emotional state, where he now needs. Hey, then come. That's what that place means. Don't waste time on people who think they don't need God. Don't cast your pills amongst swine. Because for every one person saying no, there are nine saying yes, why are you wasting your time on the one? So, you notice that economic emancipation is part of what God wants us to deal with, tackle. you notice that among the things he listed there is demonic oppression, that deliverance is part of what he wants, tackled. so ministry is for solving problems people go where their needs are being met when you're talking about content delivery you see it will be good that if you come to a community and this is where you are sent to plant church meanwhile it is good to add at this moment that church growth has nothing to do with location don't come and look at here and say it's because somewhere pastor is located that's what he's giving him no 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 no. (laughs) it has to do with impact on people they will drive three hours to go to a church and pass many churches on their way that is impacting their life okay so problem analysis and then You see what I told that our pastor that was complaining about the community? The church became a community church. Of course, the youths came together and said, they have formed a second layer of security for the church. Anybody that tries, whether it's to steal. Of course, I went there to preach, and I came with a friend of mine from South Africa. He was robbed when he was going in the night, laptops and phone. We called the leader of the area boy. He said ah pastor under my word we're very sorry We discipline the person that did that they have a structure the criminal world has structure area boys have structure militants have structure because I, I don't mind telling you i won't give specific it's a particular state that militants and all of these agitation dominated Anytime it's me coming to do a program, they will call me. They will say, we are a lawyer. We will make sure nothing goes wrong. All your men are protected. All the visitors are safe. Everything, whatever. And these are the people in the bush. Do you know why? When they were killed and they had crashes with government and a lot of them lost their life, we took the social project to their wives, the widows they left behind, and their children that they left behind and the rest got the message oh these people love us so if there is anything they will call me so I go there do all the things I need to do and pastors go they are being harassed beaten up kidnapped And the area boy leader took his next thing, it wasn't up to how many hours, they brought back all the phone and all that. I say how? It's still a mystery to me. I don't understand how the other words work, but because one time I told our leader, let's go pay our guy a visit. And we went to the lions, they paid him a visit, brought some gifts, brought some. He said, why are you people here? I said, we came to pray for you. Because you see this thing you people are doing is very dangerous. And anybody can die anytime. And I don't want you people to die and go to hell. I want to make sure that they love prayers. Because they are dealing with security. And then we give them gifts. It's like crying. He like, said, no pastor has ever come here. I'm sure the only they are preaching against us. You came here. To come and pray for us. I was shocked. I didn't know. And you know, you know it's not those where you wear color. It's jeans. And I didn't know that, that the people we think that are bad, you live in your house. There are human beings that need love. Of course, they gave me a second layer of security for the whole area all our prog- you won't hear anybody was harassed whatever if you like close by 12 midnight and what not then I noticed they started coming to church and initially they were coming with their charms somebody said to me do you know I said leave them alone then all of a sudden they started going through discipleship next thing and we now have pastors from the rare boys I say leave them, leave them and their charm. Don't go there. You drive them. Leave them. Gradually, they are the ones who started surrendering them. He say, ah, somebody's wearing charm in church. Why are you afraid? <laughs> How can lions be having a meeting and an antelope come there and lions are afraid? What is the meaning of that? The gospel is for everybody, oh God loves sinners, so anyway. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, it looks like we've gone off a little. Okay, we're doing de- <laughs> content, developing content. So the issue is about after you study. Okay, in this place, a lot of single girls, pregnant, single mothers, a lot of rape, a lot of these, a lot of area boys. In this our place, where we are planted church, because the church is not a closed system. We have a conditioning system here, giving us a cool environment. But this conditioning system is taking something from outside. If not, we'll choke and die, no oxygen. And then it's also taking something from inside and taking out. The church is not a closed system. It's placed there for the society. It's placed there for the community where it is found. You know, when we were not, I, you know, I started learning. When I started, because we went through that first church, I, I pioneered. Ah, we went through our bumpy, but I finally learned. We were not, and I started learning. Ah, the streets where I lived, they knew me I was a pastor. A lot of them were Catholics, were all that. No, I introduced some things. Because before, you just to bring people to be harassing people, preaching. I told you some other things. The street didn't have proper numbering. Saturdays, I got our guys who, and we work with the government anyway. They came and did proper numbering for all the houses. Everybody was so happy. Then, next time we started a program, the oldest person in the street gets an award. The newest baby, they can borrow. Let us baby guess an award. Then we introduce an award for any man that gets testimony from all the agreement that he treats his wife the best. An award. And so this award, I think about three or four awards, when it's done, the whole street shuts down and come together. It's like a patio. No that Everybody's seated. And then before you give the award, I get up and share something simple, not sophisticated message. I let them know how Jesus sees them, that he loves them. And I let them know that we too, and that we're doing our best with the media to contribute to the welfare of this. 65% of the street ended up in church. So, out of the problem analysis, understanding the people, their problems, the demographics, okay, it is young people that are more, see what is going on among them, they're always in clubs drinking, or this is what is going on, the girls here. Ah, you now go back to develop targeted programs. So, your services don't just come and be preaching and holding pro- programs that are not relevant to the people if there's a lot of sickness healing service needs to start i don't care if it's going to be once a month or whatever and and there are tools like the communion and some of that you don't have to have a special healing anointing If there are a lot of issues, dysfunctional family, single, ah, some relationship, family-based programs needs to start. You see people. What draws people is when they see their need. somebody coming to offer the answer to their needs. That's the theme of this conference, this impact-based growth. That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what we came in. Don't be preaching, selling refrigerators to Eskimos when maybe what they need is some means to heat up their homes and warm themselves. Why are you coming with ice block instead of coming with a fire to help them? Let what you're offering also. But of course, you don't just design church program only based on human needs. You also have to design based on the vision God gave you and the purpose of God for which he called you into ministry. But don't just make it only God's side. Make it just like Jesus did. With one hand, you bring God. With the other hand, you bring people and bring them together. The part of touching their needs will be the attractional wisdom. That will be pulling them. As they come now, the other things they were not looking for, you bring it down like Moses' Ten Commandments and give it to them. You got that one? Okay. So, when you create solutions, create programs, services, messages, as you study, you find that the Bible has an answer to everything. If it's poverty, and you want to start an entrepreneurship program, The Bible has an answer for everything. And then you also need to study some other materials that will help you understand to deal with that. When you have now created value, created what people need, that thing you have is value. And value is what makes people come. But in value creation, there are three elements you have to look at. You have to sit down. And this is now how you design your ministry model. So you see, I can be a healing ministry and you are a healing ministry, but my approach is different from yours. So in designing your model, you create value things that people need solutions to their problem package it in in terms of services or programs or whatever you hold once in a while your normal sunday service or weekend service yeah but what happens what what are the type of look at what pastor is doing now you see he has located the need to help pastors and he has created this that's why you are here Look at what he just started with. Even the churches that are not growing, that are making an excuse, they want to grow. They don't know how. I was there now. I was there. So after a while, a way to explain a way, this thing that is not working. He said, it's not growth. It's not growth. I was in those days. Forget it. You know, we are the one deep, where is your deep? If you have depth, why is it not producing result? I thought when foundation go deeper, it's because the beauty should go up higher. So where is the result? When the frustration got out of her, I had to go and learn. Stop making excuse for stagnation. Okay. There are three elements in creating value. In value, number one, you have to think about how to create the value, those things that meet the needs of people. You can't do everything else, but find those ones that tarries with your giftings and calling and your passion. Find it. There are some things you copy, but after a while they die because you don't even have passion to continue them. Find those ones and then focus. Number two is you also have to develop the means of delivering those values. Are you going to use programs once in a while, webbing once a year, uh, or pastors' conference, I mean, once a year, to deal with these issues for pastors? Are you going to use a school? Do you know that Kenne ministry, after interacting with that ministry, right now I work with two of the key gentlemen that help to plant Rema Bible schools all over the world. They had over 150 Bible schools around the world. It has even come to Nigeria. It's in Lagos, it's in Abuja. So as this 150 is far back, or now the thing is multiplying, but Rema Church, maybe only three in the whole world. Just because people are doing branches doesn't mean you should go and do it. But it is Rema Bible School that he, you see the model, and then his books, his books is what went round the whole world. What are the means of delivering the value so it gets to the people that need it? And then, finally, what's the means of recapturing value? You can't bring 5% and just be invested in community development. There has to be a way to be getting your money back. If you don't balance all this, because anything that lives must be built on the means of exchange. You give out carbon dioxide, you take in oxygen. You have to sit down and build it in. Okay, this, some of this program, like we're doing church growth, are people going to register and pay for it? Is this the type we want to do free? If we're going to do it free, how are we going to continue doing it? Because it's money that you're using to do it. Okay, we, we'll let them flow on the second day or third day Somebody will come and get back. You must capture value back. God built the whole universe on the principle of exchange. If you keep giving and there is no receiving, you will run out. But if you keep receiving and there is no giving, you will die. Okay, this is a school, so it should be, people should pay school fees. Or, this is this. Okay, we give them this one free, but they all have to buy the textbooks and buy all this. And it's designed in such a way that it covers back for the services that you are rendering. Or you use what Jesus said. Hello, hello. I hope, you, I, hope, I hope you know. I'm not violating the principle that says freely you have received, freely give. I'm not talking about charging for preaching. So if you're going to operate that model, then you have to take offering, then you have to teach people giving. I do a lot of projects that are free but they get us more return than the ones where we charge. So don't come and say you're doing something and then tomorrow you don't, you've lost the capacity to continue because you're broke. You're not able to feed your wife, feed your children. Pay, You're not paying the rent of the church, but you are providing services. You have not balanced it. When you complete that, then you start, you launch, and you know, and then you keep improving. There are some method of delivering value that will require that this thing is carried around, that is not just stationary. There might be church that is there, but there are maybe monthly. I think uh, the waste is beginning to do that carry because he has developed a business school, developed all kinds of things. He's dealing with communities that are very poor. Some of these townships, black communities that are like Chicago. Look at crime, gun problems. And he has carved out a space through social impact. Uh, I think... um, Hmm. There are four levels or four types of value creation. Let's leave that. Let's leave that. But let me just make a statement maybe that's general. Leave it at two dimensions. Um because there are different levels of people in a society, in an environment, and when you look at your environment, you see that a lot of people can't speak. Because there is a type of value you create that is targeted. You target maybe the educated. I'm talking about defining your audience. I wanted to say markets. But I saw what Pastor Poji was addressing when he came. So I understand that some of those problems are still here. Sometimes when you use um, leadership language or market management language, some people think you are Kana. we do demographic studies. When we wanted to launch a project for the Nigerian youths, and we did, we found about eight tribes of the Nigerian youth. Eight. So the down and out, these area boys and militants in the Niger Delta and the Majoris in the north. If you put them in the same place where you bring in the young the young graduates and all these. Ones that have gone to university, and you are teaching business and entrepreneurship, you make a big mistake. You, these ones will be lost. So, in designing your program, you have to design in such a way that you can reach the masses and also have the ability to reach those that are supposed to be the upper class or the elites. It was one place we ran into a problem. We found out that the big men were leaving our church. Why? we were reaching out to a lot of people from the community and bringing a lot of people from the slums, and we noticed. We decided to interview them to find out what the problem was. Their phones disappear. Why they are getting up to? Some of them, the money wallet disappear. Why you are worshiping? inside the church because you have to know that those who you're bringing out it, it takes time now to process them and I discipleship program they're not discipled overnight so we we use structure to solve that problem we decided to create a different church for them and give them a pastor that understands their language, worship style, and music. That, because some of this high-level worship, we're all singing here. And so there will be those that you bring, and they don't even hear English very well or whatever. They need vernacular church, church, Yoruba church, or Hebrew If you are in a typical Igbo community and you meet a lot of those who went to University of Markets, That market is an university and it has a culture. If you see somebody. So you have to create a church, targeting them with a goal to start for where they are. You will meet a lot of issues. And then from there you start reculturizing them, changing the values, and then finally you start producing refined human beings.